Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You, the show where we actually quite literally pray for you. We pray for you individually, and also we always have every night a great inspirational prayer from the beautiful woman you see on the right side of the screen, Kristen Pettit, and she's got another great inspirational prayer for us tonight. As always, a bunch of our prayer requests are on the bottom of the screen there. You see them scrolling, so please feel free to pray for those people as you see their names and you see their their needs. Please keep in mind, a lot of our followers uh, don't speak English as a primary language. We have a global ministry here. So I understand some of the spelling is is wrong, but God knows what they're talking about. And it's you can pretty much figure it out. Before we get to the prayer tonight, I just want to talk for two quick minutes about how God is glorified in impossible things. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is that of Gideon. And it's it's a great story for a lot of reasons. I actually related a lot to Gideon for a while. He's remembered as this great conqueror and this leader of an army. But actually, the first time you see Gideon in the Bible, he's a coward, right? He's actually he's he's working in a hole in the ground so that the enemies, his enemies won't see him. Okay, he's actually like afraid of these people. And this angel of the Lord comes up to him and he says, stand up, mighty man of valor. Think about that, that here is this coward, right? Any one of us would look at him as a weakling. But yet God sees him as a mighty man of valor. And he says, look, you've got this enemy here you're going to actually go out and defeat them. Now, the enemy numbered about 120,000 people, okay? Gideon's able to raise an army of 30,000 people, which means he's already outnumbered four to one. This is not going to go well in his mind. And God says to him, okay, you got 32,000 people there. Here's what I want you to do. Have everybody leave who says they're afraid because God didn't want any, doesn't want any fear in his army. That's the first lesson. And 22,000 people leave. Now he's down to 10,000, so he's already outnumbered 12 to one. And God says, that's not good enough. We got to get rid of more people. So he tells them, have them get themselves some water at the lake. And the ones who lap up water like dogs, send them home and only keep the people who pull the water up to their face with their hands. Well, that was only 300 people. So now we're outnumbered 120,000 to 300. And you think, well, why in the world would God do that? Why is he making the odds harder? Because that's where God gets glorified. You see, if Gideon had more people in his army and he won, then Gideon would get the glory, okay? Then man would get the glory. God made the situation as impossible as it could be, basically, so that he would get the glory. Now, maybe you're facing an army like that in your life, not literally, but maybe maybe you're in a job that you're not going anywhere and people keep getting promoted over you and, and you think you deserve the promotion, but don't see how you're going to get it because your boss is standing in your way. Well, God has a solution for that because God is glorified in impossible things. Maybe you don't see how you can meet the person of your dreams, which is something, you know, for a while I thought, actually, you think it's impossible. You think you've looked everywhere. It's hard enough finding someone who's even born again in the first place. Maybe you've got, you know, what you think is baggage or something. You've been divorced. You think nobody's going to like you or something like that. Well, God is glorified in impossible things. He actually looks for impossible things. Maybe you got this mountain of debt. And you wonder how you're ever going to get out from underneath it. Or maybe you got some bad news from the doctor who says you've got no hope. 
God is glorified in impossible things. And the way the story of Gideon ends is very instructive. Okay, what actually winds up happening is Gideon's army simply blows the horn. Okay, they just make a shout of praise, basically. And the army that they're going to fight against winds up getting confused and attacking themselves. Okay, so Gideon's army didn't even really have to do much of anything. In other words, God went in and solved the problem himself. Okay, all Gideon really had to do was show up with faith. And God fixed a solution. See, that's the thing. God doesn't need you to come up with solutions. He has a solution. All he needs you to do is trust him and understand that he actually likes the impossible thing because that's where he gets to, gl- gets to be glorified. All right? So that's my two-minute two message of the day. Kristen, I'm sorry if I took up a little bit too much of your time. But no. I know you've got, a, you've got a great inspirational message for us today. So I know a lot of people... Um, need inspiration right now. We're facing some what looks like impossible odds with this coronavirus. The White House is saying at a minimum 100,000 Americans dead. But honestly, um, that's just in the natural. And we serve a supernatural God. And so I don't ex- for a minute accept these projections. Okay. That's right. That's you know, they, right. They different projections. I'm sorry, I'm doing a longer sermon now. No, but go. You go. Mind. You go. When governments do these projections and they say, okay, here's the data we have. We have this many people we think are going to infect that many people and that many people are going to manifest symptoms. That many people are going to die. And they plug in all of this data into the computer. They always forget to plug in one variable and that's the God variable. Okay. They They say, well, this is how many people are going to die. Here's a range based on how we manipulate these variables, but they don't count on miracles. We can count on miracles. We not only can pray for miracles. We expect miracles. And yeah. so that's why Kristen and I have this ministry and we have now 12,000 people following us. That's a lot of people who can come into agreement for miracles, not just for ourselves, but for this whole world, that God be glorified through this coronavirus thing. Now that man has said it's impossible. Now that man mm-hmm. has said this virus represents an army that we can't defeat without 100,000 deaths. Now God will be glorified. That's my that's my prayer for tonight. Sorry, Kristen, your turn. That's, no, that is awesome. You are on fire. I was actually thinking, you know, Gideon is a great story. I remember that even as a little girl in Sunday school, there was like something that came back to me. It was like the sword of the Lord and Gideon or something like that. So I, you know, that's in my head, but it, it was a, a great story. And, um, you know, it's it's an awesome illustration and analogy to what we're going through today and, and to how God just relying on his strength. So dear Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That when we fix our eyes on you in quietness and trust shall be our strength. Lord, I always joke with you that when I used to read verses about quietness, that my personality would say, but God, you made me a person who's not usually quiet. (laughs) And I realized um, that being quiet doesn't mean being physically quiet. It means quieting yourself. It means quieting the anxiety and the fear within and having boldness. You can be, quote unquote, loud and joyful and praising the Lord and have a quietness about you, a quiet spirit, a quiet strength about you. And so, God, we thank you that in that is our, is our strength that yours is the kingdom, that yours is all the riches and the glory and the honor. Everything we have comes from your hand, God. God, I pray that you would remind your people tonight, every person who submitted a prayer request and those who didn't and their families, you would remind them, you would remind us 
that you have the plan, not just a plan, not just, oh, I'll, I'll try to figure this out. No, you, God, you have the plan. You have the perfect plan for every single person's life who's listening to this. Every single person has a unique, a unique footprint that they're going to leave on this earth, God, that you have destined them for. May they know their special, unique uh, spirit that you've given them, Lord, and the beautiful responsibility that goes along with that. Thank you, Lord. God, I see with this, the enemy that we're facing, not only is the actual virus, but underneath it is the fear. And we talked about that last night. And it breaks my heart, Lord, and I'm sure it breaks yours, to see so many people without hope, so many people even taking their own lives because they're so afraid of what could happen. God, I just pray right now, I intercede for all of those who feel, feel hopeless, hopeless. Maybe you're listening to this. Maybe you feel hopeless. And, you know, even as a Christian, we need to be reminded, even though we know the hope we have in Jesus, we need to be reminded. We need fellowship. We need, we need that sort of, it's a, it's a type of accountability. We think of accountability only as um, certain things, but really we want to be accountable for our praise and our hope and everything that we have. And so, Lord, help me to remind your people tonight, to remind us that you have the plan and that you are the anchor of hope for our soul. Lord, we can hold on to you. We fix our eyes on you, God. What it looks like, what, what the world says, God, we don't follow that. We follow what you say. For you and you alone are the one. I just pray for your spirit of renewal, God, and your spirit of restoration to rise up, Lord. Your warriors to rise up. Just like the Bible story about how you multiplied the boys who gave his lunch away, Lord. His five loaves and two, two fish, Lord, that you turned into so much and fed the multitudes of people, God. May you feed your people your truth, God. There is a, there's a lack of truth that's being circulated, Lord. The lack of your truth. We are bombarded every day with the lies of the enemy, with fear thoughts and, and just things that could just really deflate our soul. But God, may we feed, may we feed ourselves with your truth, God. May we fix our eyes on you, the author and the finisher of our faith, God. May we walk towards you and not listen to the wind of negativity, but may you be the mighty rushing wind like at Pentecost, Lord, that fills us up, God, like a rushing wind, like a rushing wind, Jesus, pull me in. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way in me. I surrender. God, we surrender. We yield to you because the more we yield to you, the more we surrender, the more you're going to pour out the blessing that until there is no more need, Lord until we overflow, until we're helping other people with their needs, God. I firmly believe that. And we expect the miracles, God. It's not some sort of magic trick. It's not some sort of um, thing where, where we do a little magical spell, Lord. No, this is based on you and your truth. We come to you asking and expecting, Lord. We ask 
We have not because we ask not. So we ask for your miracles on behalf of every person who needs a miracle, God. And then we also come expecting. Lord, just like Jordan said, I agree with him. I, we stand in agreement and every person listening stands in agreement. We believe, God, I speak with the, your authority to believe for miracles for miracles, God. I believe for people to come to Christ, a huge revival in this earth through this experience, God. For people to be healed right now, God. For people to, for the virus to stop spreading in Jesus' name. For things to come out of this that no one even thought were possible, Lord. And for those to be comforted who may have lost a loved one, Lord. And for all of those who have other needs as well, God, that are just additional to this that we're facing internationally, for those who need financial breakthrough, for those who need physical healing, those who need emotional healing, those who need um, that, that person to come into their lives, Lord, that soulmate, God. For every single person, God, who is petitioning you, God, God, I just pray you would fill them, God. God, I pray right now that every person, Lord, I pray for an anthem to rise up an anthem of your spirit and truth and that your people would have the enduring faith to believe, Lord, because we start to pray and then the enemy kind of sometimes makes us stop in our tracks and tries to discourage us. I pray that we push back, push back the discouragement of the enemy and we go deeper into, your, into you, Lord, into your word, into your truth. We go deeper in expectation. We refuse to look at what it seems like but we, we rely on your truth, God. We put on the garments of praise and we step out onto the water, God. We step out onto the water with you, just like Peter did, God. And we step forward, God. Help your people, God. I, I just pray right now that people would begin to pray in the spirit. And I pray that your spirit would fall, God. And even though we can't be all congregated together, God, virtually we are congregated, God. So I pray that people would start to cry out to you, God. And you, you say in your word that, you, that when we are cry to you, Lord, in the Psalms, you say time and time again, that when we cry to you, you answer our, our prayer. And it even says, this is for a generation yet to be uh, created, that they may know to praise the Lord. So the psalmist was writing that for us, God. We are that generation and we can, we can believe that and we can believe you. And I just thank you, God, for what you're doing right now among your people. Help us to go. Help us to push past. Push past the doubt. Push past the, the depression, the anxiety, all these things. The enemy wants to just, just come and he, he seeks to and fro, seeking who he may devour. My brother, my sister, when, when the enemy comes up, you just keep praying. You just keep praising. You don't stop to communicate with him. You don't stop and, and, and feel bullied by him. You just keep singing your song. You just keep believing for your miracle. You just keep, you, when the enemy comes and tells you, who are you to believe that? You remind, when the enemy reminds you of your past, you remind him as, of his future. And you be reminded of the precious blood of Jesus that bought you. And, and covers all your sin. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Great work. Good job, Kristen. Thank Great you. prayer. Thank you. All right, let's get to our specific prayer requests. Again, this we just picked some of these to go over with 
verbally, but we have a bunch of others at the bottom of the screen. Let's just get started. So Jerry Kolish says, please pray for me. I'm seeking an investor or partner to buy into a sea cucumber business. All right. So we're going to pray for that. And if any of our listeners has interest in investing in a sea cucumber business, um, send us a note and we'll send it over to Jerry. Okay. Someone named Blessing, which is a great name, asks for divine intervention, favor, and a good soulmate. So we're going to pray for that for, for Blessing and also for anyone else who's seeking a good soulmate. Susan Chan asks that we pray for her husband and her son, for they too to have salvation in the mighty power of Jesus Christ. Now, here's, a, here's an, they're all important, but here's a, um, a more poignant one. Joan says, thanks for everything. I'm a big sinner and I'm asking for forgiveness. Also, I have health problems. I have a project I cannot finish my paperwork to. Please pray on my behalf. Well, God is glorified in redeeming big sin- sinners. There is no sin that is too big for God's forgiveness, Joan. Uh, in fact, I'm reminded whenever I think about that, I, I, I remember one time there was somebody who I knew who was really pretty messed up. I mean, to the point that they were like into witchcraft. Okay. And I remember saying to myself, I said, you know, how could, how could someone like this, you know, ever be redeemed? And it occurred to me, I don't know if it was the spirit speaking to me or what, but that the people like that are the ones who are actually closest to God because they're closest to the end of their rope. Okay. And when you get to the end of that rope, that's when God's the only thing left. You know, when Jesus was on the cross, there were two other people condemned to death with him. Okay. The criminals so bad, they were condemned to die. And Jesus said to them, one of them who, who, uh, the, the one said to him, please, sir, you know, you know, forgive me my sins. And Jesus says, verily, I say to you today, you will join me in paradise. So no sin is too big. Paul, Paul was a great persecutor of sinners and he wrote half the new Testament. He was one of the great that's apostles. Right. So, um, God loves the big sinners, especially when they ask for forgiveness, which Joan, you've done. So congratulations. And if you haven't said the call to salvation, we'll do it right when we're done with this. Ali says, I'm going through a rough period in life and God willing, uh, I want to get, th- I- I'm sure going to get through all these obstacles and trials that God's put before me. Thank you for your prayers. Virginia says, uh, I ask prayers for my husband and son who still have to work f- for their health and protection for this virus. And for healing of my body, I suffer with health issues too many to mention. But God knows all things. And I ask for provision for financial blessing. Farzana says, please pray for my sister, Ruxana, who has severe arthritis and unable to walk and for self-care. You know, guys, when think about each of these prayers. Someone took time out of their day to type these things in. I mean, that shows me it's an act of faith and God's going to honor that faith. Farouk is requesting, uh, please pray for my sister, sorry, requesting you and all Christians pray that the Lord remove this coronavirus. Yes, we'll pray for that and pray for all Christians in Pakistan. Hal Saul says he's been working for the government for 24 years, but has been suspended for four years without doing anything wrong. Now he has a big problem with his family. Please pray for him. Pre-Tam, it's a long one, but basically he runs a ministry, uh, a church in India. And he asks that we just keep him in our prayers and remember him. He says, many believers in India go hungry. They have no food in part due due to the coronavirus. So we pray for them. Myra says, please pray for the right side of my face. It's been in pain. She's been to the hospital a lot. They don't know what's wrong with it. All right. Well, God has a cure for that. He has a solution for that. Okay. Teofila uh, asks that we please heal the people, pray for the healing of the people of the Philippines. And from the coronavirus and for her whole family, Rick, Renil, Anthony, Tizon, Mendiha, Eugene Macabre, 
Maccabear family, Javita family, amen. Someone named Love Omaya asked for healings, breakthrough, and also fruit of the womb and a marital settlement. That's fruit of the womb, not not, not the underwear, but I think they mean their womb would be able to have children is what I think I'm trying to say. And Segopazzo Pani Hambria simply says, pray for healing. All right, well, we're going to do all these right now. Father God, in Jesus' name, your word says that anybody who has even the faith of a mustard seed can point to this mountain and tell it to go into the ocean, and it will. Now, all these people here, including Tammy DeGlopper, who just sent me a message now, please pray for me and my family. All these people here have enough faith that they took time out of their day to write these prayer requests. And we're standing in agreement with them, whether it's just for a business investor, for the gentleman who wants the sea cucumber business, whether it's a soulmate, a prayer that you answered for both me and Kristen, whether it's someone who wants healing, someone who's having financial breakthrough, or someone like Joan who says, I'm a big sinner and and I'm asking for forgiveness. God, we know that not only do you have a solution to all of these problems, that you are the solution to all these problems. You don't just have blessings for these people. You are a blessing. You are the ultimate blessing. And we know as we open the show that you're glorified in impossible things. We have a lot of impossible things here, God. We have a lot of mountains that need to be thrown to the ocean. But God, we know that not only are you big enough, you are more than enough. Yes. Your blessings, you tell us, are pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So God, my prayer is not simply that you answer everybody's prayer requests tonight, and not just the ones I named, the people scrolling on the bottom also, and also everybody joining us right now, watching us on the internet. But again, I pray that each of these people becomes a testimony for you. Each of these people becomes a ministry for you in their respective countries. That people look at the miracles you did in their lives and they see, just like people had to look at Gideon's victory and know that it was because of you, that people will see the victories in these people's lives and know that it was you. We wonder why we go through some of these things a lot of times. And I know a lot of it's to build character and to get it closer to you. But I think also it's because you're glorified in these things. I'm reminded actually right now of the blind man who Jesus healed in the New Testament, Mm. obviously. And someone said to Jesus, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he is blind? And Jesus said, neither of them sinned. But he was born this way so that God could be glorified through him, at which point God healed him of the blindness. So in other words, that hardship was there on that man so God could be glorified through it. Maybe that's why you're going through these hardships, to teach you to exercise faith and so that God can be glorified through your exercise of faith. And so I pray that not only are these hardships overcome, but just as the blind man's healing served as a testimony for others to see to come to Christ so that your healings, whether it's financial healing, healings, healings in your personal life, or just your salvation, serve as a testimony. And I'll close with this. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, it says, you shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. That's the other half of this. Not only will, will you guys experience these miracles, but then declare them. We live in a social media age where everybody seems to want to tell everything that's going on in their life. They take pictures of their food, okay? It's like I have to know every detail of these people's lives, and yet only rarely do I see anybody post about the goodness of God. Mm. So this is the contract you're going to make with God tonight for all of you people asking for prayer. You're asking for prayer, but when you get it, 
you're going to declare the works of the Lord when you get your miracle. And in fact, I should even say that you should start declaring it right now as a faith statement, that your miracle is here. You haven't seen it yet, but your miracle is here. That arthritis is healed. Your soulmate is on her way or his way. That sea cucumber business, if that's what God wants for you, that's going to take off. All right. Declare the works of the Lord. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, Kristen, do me a favor. Uh, lead us in the call to salvation here, in particular for our friend Joan, who is a big sin- sinner, but we know that God's grace is even bigger. That's right. That's right, Joan. We're all sinners saved by God's grace. So we can all follow after me. if You want to accept Jesus as your Savior. So, dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. And forgive me of my sins. And I will live with you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you prayed that prayer, definitely let us know. We want to know that you accepted Jesus. You can uh, comment on the video or you can send us a message too. And when you experience your miracles, let us know about that also. We like to do praise reports, okay? Okay. All right, everybody. Listen, that's our show for tonight. I guess it's not really a show, whatever we'd call it. That's our, I don't know. Thing. Program. Broadcast time. (laughs) Um, Please remember to uh, like and share, please, our page. Share the page. This is a ministry. We're not doing this for money. We don't accept money. We don't ask for money. We just do this to help people. So it takes about one second to hit the share button so other people on your Facebook page could see it also. Also, invite your friends to like the page. It's very easy to do. Again, we're just here to pray for you and to pray for your friends and other people who you might know. Uh, So if you could just help share the page, that would be a help to those people too. All right, guys, listen, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow. And as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.